Welcome to Sense by Meg Forer, the podcast that's brought to you by ParentSense, the app that takes guesswork out of parenting. If you're a new parent, then you are in good company. Your host, Meg Forer, is a well-known OT, infant specialist, and the author of eight parenting books. Each week, we're going to spend time with new mums and dads just like you to chat about the week's wins, the challenges, and the questions of the moment. Subscribe to the podcast, download the ParentSense app, and catch Make Here every week to make the most of that first year of your little one's life. And now, meet your host. Welcome back, mums and dads. This is Meg on Sense by Meg Fora, and I am super excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking about returning to work. So for all of you mums in particular who took a proper gap when you had your babies, or maybe not such a proper gap, as small as two or three weeks, and are returning to work, this is an episode for you. And it really is something that I'm hugely passionate about. In everything I've ever done, I have been focused on empowering women to be amazing parents and to just have the tools to be a parent and to be there for their little ones. But very often that happens in the context of a work situation where people have got to return to work or simply just want to be career women and want to return to work. And so empowering you to be able to do that is, is really, really important. I have actually always had females employed in my businesses and really we've always worked in a flexible manner so that people can be mums but it's not always like that and returning to work can be really really tricky and for some people and particularly in some countries maybe South Africa less so but in some countries it is prohibitive in South Africa we're lucky because we have our amazing nannies and our support systems that allow us to return to work but that doesn't mean it's all seamless it is still a huge challenge and so today I'm really really excited to be joined by Storm and Nolo, who are um, from South Africa, from Johannesburg, and they are the owners of Mindful Return to Work. And so welcome, Storm, and welcome, Nolo. Thanks so much for having us, Meg. It's really my pleasure to have you. Storm and Nolo have provided some content, Mindful Return course that is actually going to be inside the ParentSense app, but they do a whole lot more than that. So can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, each of you, your backgrounds, and then of course, probably more importantly as well, about Mindful Return. Perfect. So, Meg, Nola and I actually met many years ago. We started our first job together. We did articles. So we both are lawyers by profession. So we met way back when, before kids and everything else. Nola, jump in at any point if you want to add me. Of course. It's such a full circle moment for us to be working together again, right? I, I always think about the young, ambitious, naive little people that we were back in the day, uh, trying to be trained up to be lawyers and who we are now as mothers. But I really do think that the foundations we got then are part of why we end up working together, which is something else we are really passionate about, about how as, as women, as moms, we collaborate. So yeah, but I'll, I'll let Storm finish her intro before I take over. <laughs> So, so yes, as I said, we met 100 years ago and then subsequently have gone down different career paths. But what brings us together is obviously we both are still working and we both are moms. So I'm a mom to two gorgeous, very busy boys. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Busy household, then, two boys. <laughs> two boys. And we also have obviously <laughs> my husband and even our dog is a boy and we have two tortoises that also are boys. Oh, my word. Lots of testosterone in your home. Lots of testosterone. Uh, and then Noel's also, obviously now is also a mom, so I'll let you jump in on that. I have a three, soon to be four-year-old who thinks she's 13. So she makes up for the 
lack of number of people in the house by all the energy and attitude and sesh that she gives me. I came back from a work trip yesterday and she has told me that I'm not allowed to leave the house again. As in, I can't leave the house. So that that's my world. Very, very exciting. And yeah, becoming a mother has changed the way I look at work and the way I approach work. Yeah, absolutely. So um, did you both find that when you took your gaps to have your little ones, that returning to work for you was something that was was a pain point? And did you go back to your big legal careers at some point? Yeah, so, so Megan, actually that is, I think, the origins of Mind for Return and how, number one, how it first started, and number two, how we both got involved in it. So Mind for Return actually is a global program, and we just run the South African division of it. And it was initially started by the founder, Lori, in the States when she first had her first child and was trying to go back to work. And she started it for the exact same reasons that we got kind of involved in it, was that we had babies and we found that there was all these resources and all this information kind of around about being pregnant, actual the actual birth. Then once you had the baby, there were all these resources and information and tools around how to raise a baby, how to keep the baby alive, feed them, everything else. But it was very little actually about the mom and the transition that you go through, you know, from your pre being whoever's, uh, you know, mom. So now I suddenly was Chase's mom. I was no longer Storm. Suddenly was Chase's mom. And that came with a whole myriad of new experiences, new responsibilities. And then there was even less information around kind of how do you go back into the corporate world? How do you go back into the old job you used to do without a kid? How do you ask your boss for flexibility? How do you manage sick days? How do you manage, you know, conference calls at five o'clock and that's actually your fast time with your kid and things like that. And I think that's how we kind of came along. So Lori started it for that reason. And then when I had my first son, I went looking for this information and couldn't find it, um, which eventually found mine for a turn and thought, okay, we need to share this and get this out there because the kind of big result that I found, particularly with my first son, is amongst me and all my friends, we kept feeling like we were failing because there was no one out there telling us how to do it, what to do, or also saying, this is really hard. Um, and so we were like, okay, it's really hard. We must be not doing it right. Or how do I deal with these challenges? Yet they were like so common and so um, kind of standard across the board. Mm, absolutely. And Nolo, I mean, what are the common challenges that you think that most women do face as they return to work? And are there ways that we can overcome them? I think firstly and foremost, we don't know what we can ask for. We don't know if we can even ask. I find that a lot of mothers, I remember when I was pregnant, nobody asked me to put in more hours. Nobody asked me to prove myself. But I had this sense that I had to show everyone I was still no longer, whatever that means, right? I had to show everyone that I could still deliver. And I, I worked myself to a standstill, just trying to prove that praise didn't take something out of me. Um, and, and again, there was no leadership that made me believe that. But so much had happened around me in the system that innately I thought I had to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, was it okay for me to ask for more time? If I needed to go to a doctor's appointment, is that sick leave or that annual leave? Is that a quick discussion with my boss? Do we have a pre-arrangement beforehand? Most people don't even know, when do I have to say that I'm actually going to have a baby, right? Mm -hmm. So that's detail that's out there, but even that, we don't know that information. And I find that from an HR perspective, human resources will come to me and tell me what the expectation is. So many of us give up the power and we don't drive the conversation. We don't speak about what we need. Even in a world where hybrid work is now more popular, we still go to a place where so many women are either wanting to explain it away 
it's, it's weird for me, even people who don't want to take the full four months and they say, I don't think I need it. They feel so bad and they feel like they should be ashamed and they feel like it's your body, it's your life, it's your family, right? So you should be able to set the tone of what that looks like. I do think that there's, there's at the core of it, we need to have more conversations around this. So it's great that you're doing this, Meg, because as women, we don't talk about it enough. It's in a book, but do I have time to read a book, honestly? Do I really, really have time to read a book once I have a baby? And so it's about the conversations we aren't having. It's about workplaces that it's not just about paid maternity leave. It's what else? What else makes it easier for your working parents? It's about the belief that I bought into the lie that if I open my own business, I'll own my hours. No, I won't. My clients own my hours. So actually, I still worry about the conference call at six in the evening when my child wants attention. So it's about for me. How do we start being better at sharing the information um, that it is out there, but also just empowering each other because there are things we can ask for and most employers will make allowance for. We just don't ask. Mm. Um, and I think for me, that, that's such a gap. Mm. It makes me think when I listen to you that there's the hard stuff and there's the soft stuff. So yes. if we pop the hard stuff into the category of our legal rights and we pop yes. the soft stuff into how do we combine life and how do we juggle the balls? So let's start off with the legal rights. I mean, you both are lawyers. And for context, everybody, this is predominantly a South African audience. Of course, there are different laws, completely different laws in the UK and very different laws in the US. In fact, those two may be as far apart as, as could be. But South Africa falls somewhere in the middle. So could you share with our, our audience a little bit around what is the what does the law say in terms of what are your rights in terms of maternity leave and, and so on? Of course. So in South Africa, in terms of our Labor Relations Act and, and Basic Conditions of Employment Equity Act, we have four months unpaid maternity leave. I think this is something that most people don't know that it's unpaid by law. Your employer can then opt to make that paid. So those who are fortunate work in companies that paid for 100%, your employer can pay a portion of that. Whatever is unpaid or if you are full, fully on unpaid, you can then claim against our unemployment insurance fund, which is UIF for short. Yes, the process can sometimes take long, but it does mean that you've got some income during that time. The unpaid part of it is why a lot of mothers who work in non-corporate spaces go back to work after six mm -hmm. weeks because mm -hmm. at a minimum, you have to be admitted. And if you're coming back early, your doctor, your treating physician, your a nurse needs to sign off that in fact, you are fit to go back to work. There are many, many women in South Africa who go back to work after six weeks, who barely take eight weeks because they can't afford to take a maintenance because it's not paid. So that's what happens. What I also find that we don't know a lot about is creating spaces for mothers to be able to breastfeed. So some corporates have a nursery and your child goes there. So you're supposed to have time to go pick up your little one and breastfeed them if that is your option, of course, in life. Not all of us breastfeed by choice or whether we are able to or not. But also that time is meant to be done for expressing. I have seen some very sad spaces that women are expected to breastfeed and expected to express the toilet so can, the toilet the little cleaning facilities and there's a mop next to you while you're doing it and someone puts a chair there or it's a boardroom it's very dreary there are no windows but there's a couch so you must be happy we don't think about practical things right i mean that means i have to walk across the building holding my breast pump and everyone knows that's in that bag and everyone knows that's in that bag mm -hmm. and so it's meant to be a comfortable space. It's meant to be a sanitary space and a clean space. So I can be able to express legally, it is 30 minutes times two. So you've got 30 minute breaks over a course of your working day. 
Yes, you can make it into an hour by agreement with your employer. By law, it is for the first six months of your child's life. Now, let's think about it practically. Some organizations already offer six months maternity leave. So the ask is that if you are the mother who needs the service, you need that, you would then approach your employer, your manager, and say, I need for longer. I need for more time. I need to be able to have this facility and be able to work with the team to say, what are your needs and how do you need them? So at a very basic, that's how I look. So just to be super clear for my purposes, you're saying that there's an hour to express is written into law. Is that what you're saying? For, for yes. Okay, yes. that's super interesting. I did not know that. And the we other thing that you said. On that. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, that's important. And then the other thing I, you said was that six weeks is compulsory to take as leave. But you also said that people don't have to pay. So you have to be off for six weeks, but you not, won't necessarily be paid for that time. Is that correct? It's part of your maternity leave. So again, okay. let's talk practicalities a bit. So legally, the law says from a month before you give birth, you can take maternity leave. Most people do not do that because you want to spend as much time with the baby as humanly possible. And I think I want to implore leaders and managers that while I respect wanting to be abiding of a law citizen, unless my doctor says I can't be at work, Mm -hmm. until a week or two before I give birth. And if I'm still able and willing, it helps because it means I'll have more time with my baby once I've given birth. Because the, the some people mm -hmm. don't want to be at home a month before, right? Or can't be at home a month before. So yeah. we have to make those balancing factors and think about not just from a ticking a box of the law, but practically what works as well for your people. Okay, interesting. So Storm, a question for you around how you actually approach this with your boss. You've probably got a couple of conversations to have with your boss. The one is, are you going to get paid at all? How long is your leave? What is your company policy? What about the breastfeeding policy, which I'm fascinated by? And then what about flexible work arrangements? What is your advice for a mom who's pregnant at the moment, who's starting to get ahead around this? How does she broach these questions and what should she be asking? How does she actually move towards a positive outcome with her boss as she approaches this? Perfect. Yeah, so Nick, I mean, I know, and, and I can say from experience, I did this horribly wrong the first time. So coming from somebody who did it wrong and giving advice, looking back if I were to do it again. Mm -hmm. So I think particularly when it comes to the subject, a lot of us feel very uncomfortable around it. A lot of us feel almost hugely apologetic that we're having to now ask for these things or asking for a change in our working conditions. So I think the first thing is, Sit down, come up with a strategy in your own mind as to what do you want. And I think also go with a wish list and go with if you could have it exactly how you wanted it and what would make your life easier in terms of number one, doing your job, but number two, also being able to meet your family responsibilities. So for example, being home at a certain time for bath time, maybe doing reduced hours, things like that. Go first up, draw up what you want and what if you could have a wish list, it would look like. Secondly, talk to other people in the company, get an idea of kind of what the company provides, what other people have gone through, what the kind of standard is out there. Then set a time aside with your boss, go to your boss, don't be apologetic about it. So I think that, and I know from my experience, I kind of walked out like, I'm really sorry that I have to do this. And I know particularly in my instance, at that stage, I was one of the few females on management at the time in our company. I was also one of the youngest females and I was asking for something that had never been asked kind of before. So I was asking for a new flexible arrangement. So there was this huge pressure and I kept being like, I'm really sorry I'm doing this. And then premising it with, but you know, I'll deliver and don't worry, I'll still deliver. So I think go in confidently, go with your wish list and own it. Because I think if you put the confidence forward, your boss will also feel confident. You don't kind of give this trepidation around it. So you go, hi, I've looked at it. 
um, you know, from a practical perspective, this is what I would like to ideally do. This is how I'd like to structure it, balance it. And you can always check and say to them, you know, we'll see how it works, everything else. But go in, try to set your kind of firm boundaries. Also, I think don't doubt that you will do an amazing job because you already have been doing an amazing job. You've really shown your employer that you're competent and capable. You don't have to go and really say that, but go with your wish list and then kind of draw up something that you think would work in terms of still being able to manage your work commitments and also then still being able to, you know, be home for bath time or whatever it is that's important to you. And also remember, it can change over time. So you can say to your boss, can we try out this arrangement for X amount of time? Also, your baby or your child will grow and then it will change and maybe you could work a bit later or your that kind of details will change. So that would be my big advice. Get your kind of ducks in a row first, be confident about it, and also don't be scared to lose a conversation. Yeah, very, very interesting. So obviously there's the baby in this whole piece as well. And Nolo, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love for you to share some ideas that you've got. I mean, we've got to now start preparing ourselves to go back to work. We've now had the baby. We've had the conversation. We know what our boss is prepared to give us. And now we're going to be starting to go back to work. And so we have to leave our babies for a period of time. So have you got any advice as moms start to move towards this process in two or three weeks time? What should they be doing? What should they be putting in place? This episode is brought to us by ParentSense, the all-in-one baby and parenting app that helps you make the most of your baby's first year. Don't you wish someone would just tell you everything you need to know about caring for your baby? When to feed them, how to wean them, and why they won't sleep? ParentSense app is like having a baby expert on your phone guiding you to parent with confidence. Get a flexible routine, daily tips, and advice personalized for you and your little one. Download ParentSense app now from your app store and take the guesswork out of parenting. If I think back on and how I was trying to do it, right, to Storm's uh, earlier point, we are so engineered as women to be strong and be resilient and come at it. I think the first thing, the first thing we could ourselves is that it's going to be difficult. It will be uncomfortable. And if you are that mom who is rushing to go back to work, that's also okay. Because there's also this notion that we must all feel the same way about this experience, right? Mm -hmm. If you are just like, I love my person, but my little baby is boring. I want to go to work. That's amazing too. Please go to work. Don't apologize and mm -hmm. explain yourself. But if you're struggling, that is also okay, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a joke that in all honesty, you give birth, but you also give birth to yourself. So many of us spend so much time saying we want to go back to who we used to be. You've changed as a person fundamentally. Every never part going to be there again. You are never going to be that person again. You might have elements of her in a few years. I mean, it's only this year, my third year, I go, oh, there's that girl. She still exists somewhere in me, but I'm a different person. Mm. I have different priorities. I love my career. I love what I do. But equally, I really want to be present at home, right? Mm. So I think there is that need to just, before we expect anyone else to understand, for us to understand it, for us to be okay with it, you are going to have separation anxiety. You are going to want to call home every two minutes. You're going to have a video. Those things are normal. When I struggle to get back to work, I found that, you know, those first few meetings, you just go, sure. Oh, they are still, oh, they are still talking. That's also fine. Give yourself the time to adjust. Yeah. Because here's the thing, your little one will be absolutely in love with you every time you come home. Every day you walk through that door, they are going to be so happy and they're going to be so smiley. And there'll be days, may I just warn you, where you will feel like your child is loving up on the nanny more than you or the teacher <laughs> yes. in school. 
no one can replace you nobody because yeah. it just goes in stages it's that level of if you've got the support system and our village is different now right our village yeah. is not what it used to be lean into that as much as you possibly can yeah. sometimes we don't do that because we want to be too resilient please it's a long journey raising a child you need your strength over time yeah. So you mentioned there leaning into that support system. And of course, again, support systems differ from country to country. We're oh, very yes. fortunate in South Africa. So what are your thoughts and how do you advise people when they're starting to look at return to work childcare scenarios? You know, is it creches? Is it nannies? Is it family? What do you recommend? What's quite interesting is between myself, Nolo, and then Lori, who's in the States, all of us took very different approaches. So Lori seemed her boys straight to daycare. We had a nanny in our house. Mills and them, they kind of co-parented and, and helped to raise the little girl between them. And I think the biggest thing to say is, number one, there is no right or wrong answer. There is only a right answer for your family and what you think works well for your family. So sit down, see what you're comfortable, discuss what your kind of options are. If you are going the daycare kind of route or nursery school route, go um, ask all the questions that you have, look into the various things, same kind of with the nanny, hiring somebody, do the interviews, sit with them, all the rest of it. But I think in both cases, and no matter what you choose to do, I think the kind of key is, number one, sitting back and dealing with your own emotions and it recognize, you know, it is hard and it is tough and you do feel like, you know, there's this constant mom guilt of getting somebody else to look after your child and everything else. But I think, first off, tell yourself, you're not giving to somebody else you're just doubling the love and you are going and you know you following your career setting this amazing example to your child as well as to how you can go out into the world and achieve all your dreams so number one you're being an amazing role model but number two with the person that you're whether it's a teacher or a nanny focus on communication trust relationships you both are going through the process together so set out your objectives of these are the things that are really important to me you know the feeding schedules the sleep schedules all of those share those in advance do check-ins see how it's going and build that trust and there's this beautiful thing where i know i can see it now being on the other end of it when i went back to work with my son for the first time i all my eyes out the whole way to work. It was so difficult. I felt like I was leaving him. I felt like I was a terrible mother. And now I have this beauty of hindsight where we have this nanny who is wonderful and amazing. And my sons have doubled the love. So they have two moms in effect who love and adore them. And we have this great relationship where we are both contributing to, well, and my husband is not, of course, but to these beautiful humans, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, Nola, I mean, there's so many different routes that a mom can choose to go. She can choose to work from home and work for a big corporate from home because we now have that post-COVID. Mm-hmm. She can choose to rechart her course in her career and leave her corporate job and actually do a startup herself. She can choose to return to an office, nine to five, very boundaried work hours. What are your thoughts? And this is probably maybe a bit of an unfair question because it's hugely (laughs) individual. But what are your thoughts? Who has it easier? The work from home, juggling it all, have my own business or flexi time mom or the mom who can actually exit the home, close the door, come back in the evening and she has compartmentalized roles. What do you think? I think we are all working very hard. I think mom guilt will have you, whether you are upstairs from your child or whether you're in an office a few kilometers away from your child. I also then have to think, 
you know, those of us who are privileged to even have the choice shouldn't get lose out of that because there are moms who don't have the choice. Mm -hmm. They have mm -hmm. to get up and go to work because there's no mm -hmm. other alternative, mm -hmm. right? So even having the choice is such a privilege. Yeah. I think so much energy has been spent saying, if you are if you're at home, you're working. Being at home is exhausting. It's not fun. I I don't want to do dishes. I don't want to do laundry. I don't I don't want to, right? Yeah. So anyone who I feel like, no. So that in itself is a full-time job, right? Yeah. And, and just that that not having the stimulation, because when you go out of, of work, you miss your child dearly, but mm -hmm. you're stimulated. When you're at home, yes, you're with your child, but you're missing this level of stimulation. Yeah. So I think the sheer level of empathy and compassion for both sides, for all sides, in effect, I think it is hard either way. I think a lot of moms feel as if there is something they're not doing right. They feel as if the decision that they've made is not the right one. You know, I, I was very guilty when I eventually took my little one to nursery school. She was there the whole day because I was working from home. And I was yeah. like, I can't have a, I'll never get any work done. But trust me, every hour that passed, I was just like, I'm such a bad mother, I'm such a bad mother. But, but, <laughs> so, so I think it is hard from different aspects. Mm -hmm. It is complicated in different ways. It's also a gift that we get to choose when we can. What I'm trying to be better at personally is to be present in every moment. So if I am out of the office, I'm out of the house, then to really be at work. I still miss my child. I might show everyone her photo. I apologize, but I try to be in work mode. If I'm out with friends, I try to be there. So that when I'm home, I can put my phone aside and be with her. Because in actual effect, if I spend 10 minutes focused on it, she's very happy and off she goes. Yeah, I think I when we try that. to do it all, that's when we are then, we split focused. And our children, it's yes, we have quantity, but the quality then becomes a problem. So I'm really, really working at that this year. Just can I be present in that moment and be that person in that moment? It's not perfect. Some days I'm miserable while I'm out with friends and I want to be at home. Mm -hmm. And then I get home and I go, oh, she's nagging me. Why am I yeah. here? Yeah. So so it's just about that that level of compassion for yourself as well that we give others, right? Yeah. Um, that's grace. Love, yeah, and I love that you talk about being in the moment. You know, a couple of years ago, I went on a mindfulness journey. This is probably going back about six years now and have actually been on one ever since. And mindfulness is incredible like that. It's very much about being in the moment, being present, whether it's a mindful walk where I'm listening to the birds and smelling the flowers. That's mindfulness for me, whether it is lying flat on my back, trying to fall asleep and being mindful about the feelings within our body. And that's mindfulness. Yes. Now, now you talk, and this is what I really loved. And I was quite drawn to the name of your business, which is mindful return to work because it kind of speaks to that. And so I guess as we start to wind this conversation up store, maybe you can give us a little bit of context with regards to the name Mindful Return to Work and what is it to be mindful as we start to return to work as parents? Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Bing. So I think what we kind of realized, particularly in going through your working motherhood journey, it takes lots of different aspects to it. So there are all the logistics, you know, the feeling and the everything, and as they get older, taking them to school and everything else, there's all the logistics around it, there's the flexibility. But actually one of the biggest key elements in order to get through this and in order to manage this is the mindful aspects around motherhood. So it really goes to confidence, it goes to gratitude, it goes to perspective, because it's very easy to kind of get Mom guilt is a big one that comes, you know, and takes over a lot of us, particularly when you're in the working mother context. So how do you take those moments, number one, for yourself to kind of be aware, you know, where you are, to kind of appreciate and see the things, to take in those small moments that you do have with your children and to kind of manage that through everything. So what we've kind of found is 
the biggest thing is you can't just be amazing at managing all the logistics and have these fantastic schedules and everything else because if you're not dealing with the mindful aspects of it as well and kind of seeing things because you're going to have good days you're going to have bad days and you need to have the perspective in it to see you know when everything falls apart and you have a really bad day it's okay you have tomorrow and you have this kind of beauty in the fact that you're raising these kids but also trying to balance your career and it's stressful and it's hard and it's difficult but if you have the tools and practices in place from a mindfulness perspective in terms of having kind of gratitude practice seeing the things that you have that are really great it kind of flows into the other aspects of your life and it underpins kind of everything and helps it all come together to be able to manage everything a lot easier and a lot better. Oh, I really, really love that. And mums, I've had a, a sneak peek at the course content that's going into the Parent Sense app from Mindful Return to Work. And it is very focused on, I guess we can call it the soft stuff. And, you know, I always hate that word. People talk about, you should never talk about so soft skills that humans have, you know, when they're going for jobs or when they're developing themselves, because those are the core capacities that are so important. And in the same way, the soft stuff around returning to work that goes beyond the uh, maternity leave and the practicals of which nanny looks after my child the soft stuff is actually really the hard stuff it's really really important so I love the fact that you cover that off so well and mums if you are looking for this course it is inside the parent sense app or it will be any day now it's called mindful return to work I think that's what our title is for it and if you're wanting more information though and you want to actually do a much deeper dive because the course that's going into the app is going to be light but there's a much deeper dive that you can do. And that's a process with Nolo and Storm. So maybe one of you can just share with us a little bit about how people get in touch with you and what service you offer. I think the first thing we are on Instagram, like all the cool kids at Mindful Return South Africa. And you can reach out to us at literally Nolo and Storm at mindfulreturn.com, like our two names put together. It's easy to remember, right? But also Mindful Return online, you can just Google Mindful Return and you'll find everything that you need there. But I think we, and I say we in a very, it's more like Storm is a, is a whiz at the social media stuff, but they're on Instagram. We try and really have a presence because for us, it's about creating the community. You know, earlier we were saying how the village has changed, the support has changed. Mm -hmm. We really think that there's a space to create a community, whether we may be in different countries, different provinces, where we find support for each other. Because as mothers, as women, as we're trying to do all other things in life, mm. it's nice to have a space where you know you can vent and no one, because as a mother, you have to say, I don't like it, but I love my child. We don't need you to explain that. We know you love being a mother. Yeah. We know you love your child. You can just come and if you're having a good day or a bad day or an okay day, and have a place where you can talk about that. So the course normally runs over um, a four-week period, the full course, and, and we, we cover different aspects from the logistics to the mindfulness, meditation, the skills, the resources, even easy recipes that you can make quickly, quickly. So we try to make it as extensive as possible. And of course, we, we do cover the hard stuff as well. Like how, how do you go about the legal stuff? So we've tried to put that in to make it as resourceful as humanly possible. And then, and then on the website, you can sign up to different courses. So we've obviously got the maternity course, we've got a paternity course, we've got a course for managers, we've got courses for special needs parents. But guys, if you just are looking for some general parent support and somebody else who's going through the same thing, you can also sign up to newsletters on that or follow us on Instagram or on LinkedIn. And we put different articles relating to, you know, working parenthood and what's topical or what we are struggling with personally as well. 
Amazing. So you've really got it all covered. You've got the community, which is massive, of moms returning to work. And then you've also got the actual course that people can move through with more of the practicalities. So if you are returning to work, if you are going on maternity leave soon, I think this is an essential mom. So definitely do go and look it up. And it's Mindful Return on Instagram. And yeah, we will see you out there on the ground. Thank you so Thank much, you. Nolo. Thank you, Storm. I really appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you. Thank you for making the time, Meg. Excellent. I love being here. Thank you. Thanks, Meg. Thanks to everyone who joined us. We will see you the same time next week. Until then, download ParentSense app and take the guesswork out of parenting.